against all odds, Snakey's Tap Talk has made it to episode five somehow. Um, I am at the Cricketers Pub in Broadwater, a pub that is frequented on a Saturday night in the summer by Broadwater Cricket Club. Very apt being in the Cricketers because I'm joined this week by none other than Rohan Ryan and Alex Halls. Hello, lads. Hey. How are you, mate? So, uh, the boys... They both came to Worthing to play cricket. Uh, Alex played for my team, Broadwater, and Rohan is wearing his Worthing hoodie with pride. Um, firstly, how are we, boys? All good? Yeah, I'm good. How are yeah. you, boys, Sam? Yeah, I'm all good. Had a good summer. Good. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Second year here as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Both of yeah. you. Alex has actually ended up becoming English. Well, <laughs> deep down, all Australians are, aren't they? But he's managed whoa, to... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> he's... Okay, He's managed to find a loophole, so you managed to have a second year with us, Alex, at Broadwater. And Rohan, you've had two years here as well. Yeah, this is my second year with Worthing. Yeah, so it's, you know, mixed experiences for both. With Let's start with you, Rohan. So last year, Worthing were in a little bit of relegation battle. Yeah, we little were one, just a bit. Not too bad. Didn't yeah. get, it wasn't like a... No, we still finished in the middle of the team. Yeah, yeah. There were, there were, it was touch and go at times, yeah. but not too bad. But you've ended up winning the league this year. Yes, we did. Hell of a, hell of a performance. And, yeah. you know, that's quality. <laughs> like, what do you feel turned it round for Worthing this year? Like, it, with the, if you put the two seasons next to each other, mm-hmm. what has been the difference this year that's seen you guys get to... The win, winning the league. Um, to be fair, last year we had a lot of games where it was touch and go. Yeah, it was either it was close in the end, and we just found ourselves on the losing side every single time. So I guess that really brought our momentum to start. Yeah, but um, this year we had a couple of those games that we found ourselves on the winning side. This yeah, year. and honestly, winning becomes a habit. Same way losing is a habit, winning becomes a habit. And when we started on a roll, I think we had our first seven games. We had seven wins. Yeah. And also, and that's, that's such a base like is. to build from. Like, yeah. Daryl came back. So, Daryl Rebbitz yes. came back. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, like, a bit... The thing... So, obviously, uh, the all three of us know Harry. Harry done the captain well. And... Um, you know, the side maybe last year was a bit inexperienced. A few younger heads, but you you used a few people that have been there, done it. Yeah. Um, and that always helps. Yeah, it is. Um, yes, inexperience isn't the word that we use, but yes, having Daryl yeah. was a massive, massive addition. He's a brilliant head when it comes to cricket. And But I'll be honest, like, I guess the vibe we had last year at any team as well, it was also brilliant. But obviously losing is never a good atmosphere. No. You know, but still, the yeah. vibe this year and last year has been absolutely Unreal. amazing. Perfect, yeah. mate. And then Alex with you. So, Broadwater have had quite a tough. We, I'd say as a club, we're in a transition phase more than anything. You know, we've had a few few of the older guys in the first team retired. There's been a few issues with um, availability and things like that. You know, we had a wicket keeper lined up in the first team who broke his arm two weeks before the season, and that sort of got the ball rolling with how the season went really but you enjoyed your time at Broadwater yeah yeah no definitely I've, I've, I've seen this year as a bit of a change of guards I think for, for Broadwater there's some some big names that have come out of that lineup um, that were great players and uh, now it's just now trying to find that mix which I don't think they quite got the grasp of this year with and you hit the nail on the head it was injuries um, availabilities yeah and uh, it didn't help that I was 
I was not available for the whole season. Yes, yeah, so you, you only came in sort of second half, but yeah. I think you know it's a. I would say Broadwater is a project now. We've got the younger young guys coming through, the Horns, Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, strengthen as well. It's a cricket's a funny old game, as Rohan said. Like we, uh, Worthing went from sort of mid table to being top of the table for most of the season this year and end up winning the league. And I think, as we say, Broadwater's a bit of a project. But you know, one of my first questions with. Worthing being at the manor, they've got the nice two pitches, the clubhouse <laughs> with the bar. So what were your thoughts when you first saw Broadwater Green? Uh, <laughs> in person or when I did all my research back Well, it <laughs> re- was the research a bit like Instagram versus reality? Um, I, to be honest, actually, I didn't do too much. Uh, I did have a quick look on, on Google Earth and I was like, oh, yeah, when they said it's a roundabout, it's, yeah, it's a roundabout, yeah. Um, I think... I think I liked the idea of even though there was no true like uh, club bar that you could come across to the cricketers and that was a cool experience. Yeah. Um, I think what took me back by probably the biggest thing was just the uh, the ground, the ground itself being so up and down in the outfield. So well, with like from a football point of view, like you can't play adult football in Broadwater Green. Like it's not safe enough because. Obviously, I don't think you should be playing cricket. No, not at times, <laughs> certainly. Um, but yeah, it's it's in in places. It's not quite a, uh, a bowling green, is it? It's quite. But I've seen balls uh, roll off a slope and nearly take people's heads off before. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I think the uh, the actual um, the, the deck itself is quite good, and the, the broad water gives a bit for both bat and ball. Um, but the outfield is just, <laughs> it's uh, sometimes you're a little bit just hesitant. So I think that's why some big scores can be hit there. And also yeah. uh, with the pitch, you can also get quite low scoring games nice. as well. So, you know, got you both on because I, I want to give people, it's, uh, some of my listeners will be cricket fans. Others won't be. Hopefully we get a few listeners from at home as well. I want to. I'm a club cricketer and I'm not a very good one. But <laughs> that man, said, that said, <laughs> me and Alex have never lost a game of cricket. Three, three games. Three 100%. games, 100%. We've played a Sunday game together, a President's match together, and we've played for the, I played for the first team this year. They only won two games all season and I played in one of the wings. <laughs> Didn't do much, but you know. I, mean, I think it, that was, it was all you, mate. Yeah, the Sam Hart <laughs> difference. But so I want people listening to, you know, for some people, an overseas cricketer, what's that? So, a little bit of background. So, most teams in the division that you guys played in, which was Division 3 west of the Sussex League, nearly every team had an overseas. I think so. I think if they didn't, something went wrong with that With process. having an overseas. So, they, every team wants one. It's yeah. So, it, it's clearly a, a key cog in the machine of having a team at that level and wanting success and you know having spoken to friends of ours that play cricket some teams rely on their overseas a bit more than others and you know you get an overseas over and you expect think you expect big things from them really but so what's it like being an overseas cricketer first of all like Rohan how did you get in contact with Worthing how did they get through to you well that was a very very funny um story so AJ Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Very AJ. popular guy in the league. <laughs> AJ, actually, he went to Lansing College. Yeah. And if you guys ever heard of Shea Hope, yeah. West Indies opening batsman, 
at one point. He's in the top five for the A batsman in the yeah. world. Um, he went to St. B's here on a scholarship. Actually. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know he that. did. And funny enough, she went to school with me back home in Barbados. So AJ had reached out to him and asked him if he knows any guys, you know, interested in coming over and having a season. But funny enough, when AJ asked him, AJ was actually representing Chips. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that year it wasn't available to come. So after COVID, AJ reached out to Shea again. This time he was at Worthing. And um, where we spoke, I said, you know what? I'll grab the opportunity. I'll come Give it over. a go. Give yeah. it a go. Yeah, that's Perfect. actually. Yeah, so it's actually, you know, connection it's, between yeah, Shea and Shea. AJ, Shea, Hope. Well, maybe when next time Shea's in the UK, you can get him on the podcast for me. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a busy guy. But, Very, um, busy. And then Alex... Was, did you go through Cricket X? What was uh, what yeah, your my, my story is not as, as nice as uh, <laughs> Not you as know, heartfelt. His, his is more of like that, you know, with, with love stories. Yeah. Day, where it's like you found someone in a bar or something. That's that's Rowie's story. I think I think mine's more of like the Tinder profile. Um, <laughs> James Salisbury was just James, swiping, just swiping, 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 trying so to I, find a match. I set up uh, an account on a website called Cricketer Exchange. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just I, I had the opportunity to go through clubs that were looking for opening bowlers and them on me as well. Yeah. And out of that, yeah, I got down to three clubs and kind of did interviews with all of them, uh, video interviews, and had to send like, you know, videos of myself playing cricket. It's <laughs> the weirdest experience ever because I'm not that kind of person. I don't think, uh, I don't think like that. So when they asked me to, Sense of videos of myself, I was like, oh. If I you were to. like, this is a weird, this is a weird Tinder date. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite weird. Um, but no, in the end, I chose Broadwater based on the chats we had and kind of the league as well. A couple of the other teams were closer to London, but they were a bit of a lower league. So, yeah. And I was like, no, no, play a little bit feel, higher. You know, you feel you want to put yourself yeah, into yeah. that bracket because, as you know, as we said, teams rely on overseas and whatever, but. You almost want to challenge yourself. You don't want to be a big fish in a small pond. Like you want to have that challenge because it's a it, for you guys. You know, for me, I live locally. I work opposite Broadwater Green. You know, playing cricket on a Saturday is fun for you guys. You've moved country. You you know, you've got to try and get as much out of the experience as you possibly can. So playing against better players and you know. Probably is a big thing. And also, Worthing's a great place to live, I must admit. I, I love Worthing. He's not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I haven't been to Melbourne properly. No, not yet. But so, how what, How did you find, how have you found being an overseas cricketer for two seasons? Right, will you go first, mate? Um, it has its pros and it has its cons. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way. <laughs> That's the best way yeah. to put it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for most overseas, everything is performance related. Yeah. You're brought over here for one reason. I mean, you move countries with a sole purpose to come play cricket and performances does everything. Top top of the list. Exactly. I mean you're playing with guys who work five days a week, six days a week, practice one day a week and just come practice on a Saturday to just I mean yeah. play on a Saturday to just blow some steam. But for us, like if you don't perform, you know, like basically a lot of pressure is on. People you, start know? talking, exactly. people start going, oh, we've, we've yeah. brought over a dud player. Yeah, so actually what made me a very, very comfortable <laughs> last year is um, I remember I had a very rough start. Yeah. Because 
The conditions over here are basically the complete opposite of the Caribbean. Cold, wet, <laughs> grassy. In the yeah. Caribbean, it's dry, hot, and the wickets have barely any grass on them. So it was very tough. And I remember our chairman, Simon Rasbridge, one day he looked at me, he said, look, we understand you're here to play cricket, but there's absolutely no pressure on you to perform. Like, yeah. you know, everything else that, you know, is going on around the club, we have a five-year plan, which is great. Guys are, you know, guys are very welcoming. Even the guys in the team, Harry, Harry Dunn, the skipper, you know, he made me feel really comfortable water guy. I lived with you the know. bloke four years. He's yeah. absolutely quality. Exactly, Heroes. you know. Made me feel very comfortable, you know. Don't worry about performances. We know it'll come. Shane as well. Yeah. Shane felt I remember one conversation I had with him. He said, you know, like, don't worry about performing right now. We know after a while the performances will come. Because the thing is, chance. like, you look through, especially this year, obviously, we're, we're recording this September 2022. We had... A roast. Broadwater Green was no longer Broadwater Green. It's Broadwater Brown. Like yeah. it <laughs> was, <laughs> yeah. Like it was a roast. Like and that weekend, that sort of that that weekend where all the pitches were as dry as anything. You look through the um with like Sussex Cricket League put an honours board out on a on like a Tuesday, and I think. Anybody that got under 120 didn't make the honours board because there were so many runs scored that weekend. And I suppose from Worthing's point of view, they said to you, you know, come second half of the season, that's when you're going to come into your own. That's when yeah. you're going to be yeah. be performing. So that's perfect. Like, what were your roles around the club? Did you have many roles? Around, did they get you to help out with the culture? Because I yeah. know Alex and myself, you know, work Broadwater, we are a small... When it comes to Worthing and Broadwater, Worthing, you know, they've got four sides, big Colts section. With Broadwater, we sort of resurrected the Colts last year and Alex was fantastic with the, with the juniors and the efforts that he put in in the week was, was ideal. And actually, Alex had a, a deal on what he needed to provide as an overseas cricketer and he went above and beyond with the Colts. He was only meant to ha- help with the older lot. He was there every Wednesday and, you know, did you have much of that? Did you? Yeah, I had a lot of it this year, especially. Um, I was basically at the club six days a week. Yeah. Yeah, so I was helping with the courts. I'm, I take over the coaching for the threes and the fours, the third yeah. and the fourth team. Um, then on Wednesdays, I'm there with our ones and twos. We're training. And then we have some very, very talented youngsters in the club. Well, that's the thing. And and probably from your point of view, it's great to sit and especially like, you know, we touched on Worthing, the threes only just didn't go up this year. Like, um, from your point of view, seeing the Colts come through and perform, you know, when you've been coaching them, that must have been quite a good feeling. Yeah, I I mean, I never want credit for any of them because, you know, like... (laughs) They've done it themselves. Exactly. They have to step on the field. They have to put in the performances, you know. Even if as good a teacher as you might be or as good a coach as you might be, it's up to them to take it in. Yeah. You know? And honestly, the kids this year have been brilliant. I think the fourth team this year has fielded probably six juniors in each. And that's that's perfect, really, from a cricket club. And we... We're going that way with the exactly. with Broadwater threes. Like you know, we've had we've had a few juniors each week, and yeah. and the but, fourth actually won their league this year oh, as well. Perfect, so, yeah, ideal. Can't go wrong. 
The Rohan Ryan effect. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But, like, so, Alex, from your point of view, and I'll get back to uh, Rohan in a bit because actually, on our way, I went and picked him up, and on our way here, it was um, we we mentioned. I said, "Oh, you know, when does your season start?" It actually started in April, apparently. So he's missed half the season back home, but that's <laughs> that's what being an overseas cricketer does. Australia, you you know, you probably don't get as many overseas. But you still get a few because, like, Mason Crane's gone over there. I went and stayed with him. Kurt Howe went over there and has actually stayed out there for good. Um, we have a lot of that. We yeah, of so that. Uh, so you do get overseas over there. We do, but it's in, in my – the league I'm playing in Melbourne, it's quite a good league that we actually don't advertise no. overseas. Leagues under, they do, and you'll see that in a lot of local cricket. They'll, they'll be advertising on Cricket Exchange and you'll yeah. see – Blokes from all over the world coming to play, um, but we we're such a big club in Melbourne. We're six seniors men's sides, three women's senior sides, and fifteen junior sides. Um, that we have guys that when they land, they look up clubs, and we're quite central to the the city there. That um, they just walking off the street and say, "Can I play?" Yeah. And we've had guys play for our first eleven down to our six yeah. eleven. I suppose um, when you offer that many teams, there's a space. There is a space for anyone, and there is. And we've we've had guys that have stayed on for five, six years. Yeah, um, guys have played there two years and then gone home. And we've actually had a few uh, overseas women as well. One nice. of them, she's uh, she was an absolute jet, probably one of the best female cricketers I've ever seen. And she ended up playing in our third eleven men's side. Wow. Okay. And nice. She she held her own. She was very good, but. It's uh yeah it's 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 a bit of a different feeling like I feel like over here it's the uh a lot of clubs want to really get themselves a good overseas whereas the league I played in for the last ten years is they just they do you think that's a culture thing do you think that's more a case of and I I was gonna touch on this with Rohan more because having been to the Caribbean on a holiday and chatting a lot of the cricket in the Caribbean is very like community based so you play for your communities against you know, for, for your, like, towns and things. But, and I suppose bringing an overseas over takes somebody out of that side. Do you think that plays uh, a part? No, not, not particularly. Um, I think in our in our league, in our, our team especially, uh, it's always just based on merit. Yeah. You play in whatever um, side, but you play for that side and you play for the club. And yeah. If you're playing for the club, you're representing the community within the club. Um, but as a whole, we, we play one of the older leagues in Australia. In Australia, um, I think about 120 years okay. it's been going for. So it's got a lot of culture in it that yeah. way. So a lot of people and a lot of teams have pride in that. So getting someone in is about what they are. As a, not always as a cricketer. We've had yeah. some, some guys that play lower league cricket, but they're just the best clubmen you'll yeah. ever get. They're there every day helping any way they can. And they're from overseas. Yeah. So they just really immerse themselves in the culture, which is great. So I try to bring that a little bit when I came over, but Broadwater's not as uh, yeah, it, during the week. No, certainly not. But, you know, as it, it's just one of those, it, again, I think it's like a, as you say, a culture thing here as well. Like from a point of view, I remember you coming to the Nets and help with the threes and things like that. And But we're not the sort, because we haven't got a large cult section or something like that, there's no, and we haven't got a bar. There's not something going on every night at the club. Whereas other clubs in the area, like Worthing, Goring, Finden, they um, 
because they have the cult up there and things like that, there's Something a bit more going, going on. on. There's people yeah. around the club, and I, I found that a little bit harder coming yeah. over. Um, but it's an, another thing to, to take home, and it's experience. Yeah, absolutely. Rohan, do they have? Uh, do you get many overseas cricketers in your league yeah. in the West? I suppose because of certainly from an English point of view, you wouldn't get any England English guys over because the season's on at the same time. I'll come yeah. over and play with you. <laughs> We don't want you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, actually, hardly. No. We hardly get any overseas. If And if we do, we get guys coming from other Caribbean islands. Okay. Yeah, so um, we actually get more guys going out of Barbados to play a couple games in Trinidad. Okay. Because Trinidad has the best white ball setup. Yeah. In Barbados, we have the best club structure. Nice. So the cricket is very, very competitive. Yeah. So sometimes you go back home, you're playing a game, and you'll be rocking up playing against international cricketers, guys that just came back from a tour. That yeah. Would be, you know, coming back to represent their club. And well, I remember as I mentioned, so we went to St. Lucia on holiday to watch the one dayers, and um, you know, you're at the Darren Sammy ground, you're at the yeah. Darren Sammy <laughs> International ground, then. There's the Johnson yeah. Charles stand, Correct. and that's because when the Windies won the World Cup in 2016, St. Lucia, they're the only two St. Lucians to represent, to, to West represent the West Indies. Yeah. And you think, St. Lucia's like, a, a, it's a big enough cricket ground. You think, oh, surely there's more coming through, but there's not. Like, Trinidad's probably the biggest feeder, is it? Of- um, Barbados, Trinidad, and Jamaica. Yeah. Guyana are very close. Very close to third as well. But, yeah, those are the top four yeah. producers of West Indian cricketers. And that's the thing. But... Yeah. So, yeah, so a question then from Shane Felton, who you've mentioned, who you live with. Yes, you live I'm with Shane. Sure with Shane. Yeah, yeah, I play football with Shane. <laughs> you live with – not like that. <laughs> so his question was, if you could play for any other team in the league as an overseas, who would it be and why? <laughs> big question. Very, very tough very question. Big question. Um, I will have two answers. Well, maybe even three. Yeah. Don't be political like that. No, uh, you, you can only get one. Yeah, you only get one answer. One answer. <laughs> Ruffy Cricket Club. Ruffy, and why yeah. would that be? Um, they had really decent facilities. Strong side as well. Very strong side. I would say actually Ruffy was probably the best all-round side that we played this year. Yeah. We actually, we lost four games out of 18 this year and two of them were to Ruffy. Ruffy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were actually a really nice bunch of blokes there. Oh, decent. Apparently the wicket is really good to bat on, usually. <laughs> Not usually. when you're there. <laughs> it was decent this year, actually. But um, yeah, apparently there were... Apparently, it's been a bit of a change in the wicket. But, yeah, Ruffy was actually... I was really impressed when we played Ruffy both home and away. Good stuff. they played their cricket. Alex? Well, um, based on my one and a half seasons, I'd probably have to say Worthy. Crossing the divide. Crossing crossing the divide. Just jumping on the other team. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? I I do get it because, as as we've mentioned as well, like, as well as a... It's always been a good wicket, the manor, as far as I'm aware. Not really played on that main pitch many times. <laughs> but uh, me either. No. <laughs> but the, um, you know, as a as a club structure that we've spoken with Rohan, like as a club structure, like they're from the from the start, 
upwards. It it's a good club socially. Got the bar there. Yeah, I, I get that. I do get that. Well, I think it's. Um, I think it, for me, it would be yeah, probably mainly to do with the guys that play for the club, um, and that's how I kind of view my my cricket is. If I'm going to do it, I want to do it with yeah. guys that I enjoy playing cricket with. The thing is, it's like my big thing with cricket because you know you you helped me move in a year ago, so I've moved to Chichester, and it could it'd be the easiest thing for me to go and play for Bosham. It's five minutes away from my house, but playing cricket on a Saturday is six seven hours of your day. Now, if you're giving up that much time your Saturday, you've got to do it with people you get on with. There's exactly. no point going and playing cricket with a bunch of people that you hate, that you don't get on with, that you're thinking, why am I even here? And that's it. No, I think that's why my decision came like that. I don't really look into many other clubs when I played over here. That's not how I play. I, I'm, there's some people you play with where they can just recount what they did all season and mm. who it was against and what happened. For me, I, I go, I play cricket, I try my hardest for the team. But the ones that stick out for me are always the guys that are nice, so... I think Worthing's always been like that. You know, yeah. it is a crosstown rivalry, but it's not that kind of rivalry. No. We hate each other. It's just Certainly a bit not. of banter, really, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Just, just a, a just banter. a bit of banter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we will touch on it quickly. Rohan's first ton in England came, <laughs> <laughs> came on Broadwater Green. It did, it did. Yeah, it was, he was it, dropped on Nort. First ball of, was the first ball of the innings or just first ball of your innings? First ball of your first innings. Ball innings. Yeah. Your first ball you faced, dropped on naught and then went on to get hun- hundreds. Yeah. And that must, when we talked about the performance, you know, n- n- the club trying to not put too much pressure on you, having that, I've got a ton now, then you think I can kick on for me. Yeah, exactly. I, actually, that was my first score. Yeah. I was struggling before that inning. So. <laughs> yeah, so after. I knit that first ball, dropped that slit. I was like, you know what? The easiest catch you'll ever see. Right, <laughs> I, I don't know whether Nigel listens to the podcast. Nigel, you know what was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? Today must be my Yeah, day. today's your day. Yeah. But Alex did end up getting you out just 100 runs too hundred yeah. runs too far gone. That's we had a fine. good battle, though. We had a good yeah, battle. Yeah, oh, no. And, that, you know, chatting with Harry, you know, saying, well, I only, only face Alex in the nets and he has as the better of me most balls. And Harry said, you know, you beat the bat a lot of times. You're quite unlucky with your... And he said that you two had a good battle. Yeah, we did. So, um, what I actually remember, it was better with AJ. He probably doesn't remember, but I actually said, you know what, this guy can actually bowl. <laughs> and I think if he bowls nine straight overs at me, he's going to knit one of us off. So, I actually kind of took the attack to Alex yeah. to try to get him off, but I don't think the captain fell for it. That you bowled... Bought a pretty long spell. It's six overs or so. I think I bowled. I think yeah, I bowled six and then came back yeah. later on and, and got you later on. Dirty slow ball. But so you know, we'll we'll move on from the cricket in a minute because this is a beer podcast and we're all wait, we're halfway through our pints. Um, but you know, are there any anything you would take home from your time here that you would take to your clubs at home and go, oh, we should do this or. You know, I love that about. I think, firstly, for Roe, he's not taking home neck oil. That's no, <laughs> yeah, we've made that clear. So, Alex and I have got a couple of bites of neck oil. Rohan, I said, Alex went, I'll have whatever you have. And I went, all right, neck oil. Rohan went, I'll have an Amstel, please. <laughs> Which is my other choice. Amstel is my other choice. So, I, I respect it, but he's he had a neck oil last week. He didn't like it. 
Not a fan. Yeah, so anything that you would take home from your time here and implement at your club? Um, I think, for me, I think not too too much at all because I find it quite similar yeah. to, to home with, like, the real, like, you finish a game, you go out with the, the team after. Um, so that's, I'm pretty happy with, with what I experienced over here. Um, I What I'm taking home is probably more the, the patience bowling with this type of cricket. Over yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Robert? Um, I would definitely have to say social life. So in Barbados, um, the social side of cricket is actually dying. Okay. Yeah, because, well, when I first started to play top-level cricket in Barbados, basically you weren't allowed to leave before. 12 a.m. Yeah, the capital <laughs> closed. Yeah. yeah. After the team meeting, the capital closed the door. Tell the barman. Bottle of Mount Guy. Exactly. So, Bam, Mount Guy. Nobody's allowed to leave, you know. And we stay there. I remember when if, I, I never used to drive to cricket as well. I didn't have my license. Because you knew, like, yeah. So, when I got to cricket with the club captain and I was going home with the club captain, I used to get home at 4 a.m. some mornings. <laughs> to wake up at 6, 7 a.m. for 50 over game the next day. Oh. Yeah, so it was tough. But here, I would definitely say the social side of cricket is a massive plus. Home yeah. or away, even if we play away, we make a beeline. We have a couple of beers with the, with the team that we're playing against, and we make a beeline. All four teams go back to the club, yeah. and we have a massive social. You know, Hannah and Claire and put the, the food on. And, and yeah, it... Yeah, and we have that. Unfortunately, COVID's got in the way with that a little bit. You know, I've had many a night in the pub we're in right now that, you know, midnight, then we're all head to bar 10 and <laughs> have, have a big one. But COVID's got in the way with that. But even still, the club have still had that coming back here. And yeah. I think the social the social side of England, of cricket in England, is a big thing. Yeah, and it is. I think, it I think is. if you can get that right at a club, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, and then what it also does it, it allows guys from first team to like, even know you're own, someone. Yeah, you're not in, in your bubble. Exactly. You're in a. You're in a. So all four teams come together. Mums come together. You know, everyone is there. The parents are there. With the juniors, obviously, yeah. they leave a bit earlier because they're not going to be there until no. twelve. You know, having beers or whatever. But everyone then gets to know each other. Yeah, Saturday absolutely. Yeah. No, I do agree with that. And then. Unfortunately, again, mentioning the COVID work, you didn't get many cricket tees over your two years here? No, it was more apparent this year, but yeah. still, some, still some clubs weren't doing it. Um, we had Did some... you have a favourite? Or was Broadwater? I think Broadwater the... yeah. was. It's, it's, it's supposed to be quite well-renowned. Yeah, it's, it's up there. So... I know that when Harry played, when Worthing played against Broadwater, Harry said to me, oh, I'm looking forward, I get a cricket tee this week. Because, yeah. you know... I get it. it. It puts a bit of pressure on teams. You know, it's volunteers at the end of the day, isn't it? Like to, to do it. But hmm. so it is a beer podcast. It is Snakey's Tap Talk. You know, we're, we've, got, we've got beers on tap. So a few beer questions. Alex, first, I'll start with you. Do you remember having your first beer? Do you remember that? Do you, can you, maybe not uh, your specific first one, but can you remember the time when you're like, yeah, I'm at a house party on the beers tonight. Um, I can kind of pretty much remember the first beer I had. Do you know what it was? Yeah. What was yeah, it? I, um, I nicked one of Dad's uh, Cascade Lights. Okay, nice. A light beer, so it wasn't a great yeah. start <laughs> in, in my drinking career. But um, no, 
I uh, I had one of those, and to be honest, wasn't really my thing. Um, but later on in life, I think the, the first time I really, really got around uh, having a beer was after a cricket game. Yeah. Not drag it back to cricket, but that's my first memory. Oh, of no, absolutely. Really enjoying a, a... There's a great video of me being sick after a, <laughs> uh, after a night in the cricketers, maybe underage, but if the li- <laughs> I don't think the landlord of the cricketers will be listening to this, but if you are, I wasn't underage drinking <laughs> here. But um, doing the Zulu Warrior, the initiation of the club, because yes. I'd played for the first team. And, um, yeah, I, I, I understand that. It, it's a massive part. As Rohan said, it's a massive part of cricket, bringing yeah. it back to that. There is a direct correlation between cricket and beer. There, there is. There is. And I, I, I'll maintain with that question is my first probably proper proper beer was a, a VB, a Victorian yeah. Bitter. Um, and that's kind of been my go-to after every game of cricket my whole life it's one vb and then after that they taste like absolute crap <laughs> and you go into something else but the first vb tastes like nothing you'll ever have and then you don't want another no perfect rohan do you remember your first beer or for, were you a first beer or was it a first rum like actually it might have been a first rum. yeah, yeah that's um, island that's island rohan yeah you. secondary school yeah. <laughs> 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 maybe yeah. don't send this to your mum yeah she's fine yeah um, but it was probably on a night out with the boys. What I remember definitely. So in the Caribbean, it gets very messy, especially yeah. if you're going to drink rum. So what we do, we have drinks free. Effects. You pay admission. You don't have to worry about money. You just go to the bar, call for what you want. And you wake up the next morning. You don't remember anything that happened <laughs> the previous night. So I'm booking but, my flight. Yeah. <laughs> so when are we going, Alex? That's yeah. the question. So we'll definitely what's see. The, what's the nightclub in Barbados? Something light. Harbour Lights. Harbour Lights. Harbour Lights. Yeah. yeah. You guys love it in Harbour Lights. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't Harbour Lights for me. I would have to say it was either Taboo or Reggae Lounge. Nice. Yeah. And I can't tell you how the night went. So. <laughs> it was one of those, was yeah, it? it was one of those. Did Worthy make you do an initiation? No, we don't have an, an Well, maybe that's something Harry needs to bring into the club because, as we've just mentioned there, so the Broadwater Cricket Club way, when you play for the first team, you then become a Zulu warrior. And I, on my cap, I've got Zulu warrior <laughs> because it is, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, so it's actually not that bad. If you just broke it down, it's half a pint, a lager, half a cider, half a Guinness, but it's the monkey snot that does you which is Baileys with like a cordial in it and the cordial curdles. You have to do the Baileys and like chew the awful, mate. Horrendous. <laughs> Rohan's giving me and Alec a look going, I'm glad I signed well, I, I know my, uh, my Zulu was not the greatest effort of all. <laughs> and that's on video as well, so I can never let that one down. No. But anyway, we'll move on for that one. But yeah, so like I, cu- I always try and put a couple of stories in so on, the, on these episodes, but... I've got on my little form in front of me that um, it's been mentioned before, my stag do to Bournemouth. So I got married last year, Rohan. We went to Bournemouth and Alex joined. Alex managed to come on the stag do, which is good. But he had to get back for cricket on the Saturday. You know, that's understandable. Contracted player. Uh, he's a contracted yeah. player. His job as an, as an overseas is that he doesn't really drink on a Friday night. He goes, he's got to be at cricket on a Saturday. He's got to be fresh. He's got to be ready for it. So we went to Bournemouth on the Thursday, smashed. Friday, smashed. Uh, 
Alex was leading the way, to be honest. And in the end, we're in Cameo, which is a nightclub, and Alex, it's shit shirt night, which always helps. And, um, we were in Cameo in the, in the disco room, which is all the, well, some people call it the disco room, most people call it the cheese room, uh, or the shit room, but for me, cheese room. And, um, I remember just, and as I say, mentioned on the podcast a month ago with Potts and, and Jono, we were just buying VKs everywhere. Did you have any VKs while you are here? Yeah, we did. Unbelievable. Firstly, unbelievable. They were just getting thrown around the dance floor. And there's a video of Alex, shirt open, head back, and I'm going to have to put this on, on the socials, <laughs> head back, and it's just him with all of us just pouring VKs on him whilst Peter Andre Mysterious Girl plays. And this is at about, uh, what did you say, about? 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. Yeah, and we were literally, Friday night. Friday night, we were in there till the lights came on. So then we all go home, we all go back to our digs, we were staying in like the uni halls that they rent out in the summer. So then we all wake up hungover in the morning, we're all like in the group chat, and it's like, does anyone know if Alex got back? Because if he didn't, he's in trouble and we're in trouble. Oh, I'm sure he got back. Well, he was walking through Broadwater at 8 o'clock in the morning. He basically didn't sleep. First train home, back to Worthing, walked back, had about 20 minutes sleep, and bowled quite well that day. And didn't you have, like, a swollen knee as well? Yeah, I, I'd, uh, the night before, I, I'd said to Sam, I said, look, mate, yeah, I'll stay the Friday night, but I'm not going to drink too much. I'll go home early and I'll get the train out. And he said, yeah, don't worry, um, peer pressure was a great thing that night, and uh, I uh, ended up, as it's been said, staying out quite late. But I popped my knee out, which is a common occurrence. It's not a new thing, so I knew how to deal with it. Uh, got back at about yeah eight thirty in the morning here, straight into the co-op. Got some uh, some food and some drink into me, and uh, some anti-inflammatories. And I think I took three or four wickets that day yeah. and, and batted quite well. So maybe that, maybe that's what you need. To I did do. have to walk up to the captain and say to him. No, I had a I had a good night. No, I was asleep by eleven. Well, I, so I, su- I can smell everything else. I suppose <laughs> you know the Australian way. You you should have known when to declare. Uh, no. <laughs> never know when to declare. No. but you know, I, it's one of those stories. You, you got to have these stories to tell people, wouldn't you? And when it yeah. comes to knowing when to declare, my story with you, Rohan, was when I took you to the hundred. <laughs> Again, uh, another stag do related. We had my home stag do the night before, which was another night that Alex was. In bar ten this time, I think we're in the same shirt. And with, I came to the hundred. Yeah, with VKs <laughs> and um, yeah, we uh, that was a another. Oh God, I forgot you were at the hundred. My dad took us. My dad dropped us to the station. And I had to get him to stop, didn't I? I was like, I need to get out of the car now, Ian. So who who needs to know when to declare? Yeah, I, I, no, no, yeah. No. I was like, Ian, I need to get out of the car now. He was like, Why are you going to be sick? I was like, Just stop the car. Um, <laughs> But we went to the 100 and we had, you know, a few beers up there and I don't know what it is. I went to Lords this year as well and it rained as well. Maybe I'm... I think it's England. Yeah, maybe it is. It just might be England. Yeah, (laughs) to be fair. So took you to the 100, Rohan. Lords, was that your first trip to Lords? Yeah, it was. Yeah. What did you think of it? Nice, actually, you know. It it is quite striking, isn't it? It is, especially for, I guess, for the first time when I walked in, it was kind of, you know, in awe. Yeah, the atmosphere and because, we sat right across the members. Yeah, we the, yeah we were opposite the pavilion, yeah. weren't we? Yeah, but um, so we unfortunately it rained all day, so we just got on the beers and 
we ended up in that sports bar at Victoria Station. Yeah, and we did. It was time to go home. We were like, well, we need to get back to Wedding. You didn't come home, did you? You had a few days not. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> one of our... <laughs> Josh Goldsmith. Yeah, Goldsmith. He, now he Goldsmith. is. Oh, wait, Goldsmith is somebody that leads you astray, isn't he? If is, actually, he got me drunk this year as well. Oh, really? Yeah, he's actually the only person in all of England to be responsible for me being drunk twice. Really? You know? But that night, when Goldsmith and I, we went. What what was the bar called? It was the. So you went to the. We were in the all Victor, the sports. One. Oh, all bar one. Yeah. Yes, we went to all bar one, and we actually didn't leave there until. 11 p.m. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. <laughs> and this is after cricket. Not a ball. We didn't see a ball ball in the men's game. So we were drinking all day. Left there. Drinking at Victoria Station. And then when you guys went home, Josh, it was Josh and I. And his um, work friends, wasn't it? Yes, his work his friends. Work friends well. And a couple of, couple of the other guys, I can't remember their name. Um, but yeah, we were all there and it got crazy. <laughs> <laughs> was that your biggest night out since you've been here? In terms of alcohol, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, I um, one of the popular stories at Worthing, when I got home, and I didn't notice until I got home, I had one shoe on. Just <laughs> <laughs> one shoe. Yeah, it's been a good night when you got yeah, yeah, one shoe. <laughs> one shoe. Walked to the train, got on the train, Josh got off at Hove. I got off at Worthing and I did not realise until I was undressing when I got home. But you only had one show. It was crazy. Well, (laughs) that is is what I call the Josh Goldsmith effect, really. (laughs) Um, But so we're at that point of the podcast where I do a bit of a QA. and a Like these are questions that when I do these, because you guys are the second episode of this style of pod for me. So when I... I want to ask these questions, same people, just to really find out the the difference in questions and things like that. So, I'll go. I'll start with you, Rohan, with the first one, and then we'll go to Alex. So, you can only go to one pub for the rest of your life, or or bar. And so, if you moved, say you moved to Worthing, but it's mm-hmm. a pub from the Caribbean, you can move it with you. What is the pub you're only going to for the rest of your life, and why? Even from the Caribbean, it can be from the Caribbean. It can be from England. What's your you know, for me, probably the Georgian Dragon, which is in Tarring, is, you know, that's it's the place I had my first lock-in, probably when I had my first pint. Was, I had my 18th there, so I played darts there, the football boys. That is my pub. If I move to Melbourne, the G&D's coming with me. The G&D's coming with me, absolutely. So um, what's your one pub that would travel with you around the world? Um, Bubba's yeah. Sports Bar, back in Bubba's. I've been to Bubba's. Yeah, I've been to Bubba's. That's really nice. Yeah, good you know there's sport on constantly it's like a it's like an american sports bar screens good food yeah i like bubbers i've been there definitely alex pub of choice Uh, what pubs do it what pub is going over your shoulder mine's probably uh more of a dirty dive bar nice uh so uh when i met my partner now jenna yeah um friend of the pod friend of the pod (laughs) (laughs) um I moved in with her down in a in a place in Melbourne called Ivanhoe, and there's a little bar that had just opened up there, um, and her friend owned it, and it was called Chay Wen, and it's just this like seventies eighties themed bar. Nice with a little pool table. It's very skinny, not 
probably only fit about 60, 70 people in it, like shoulder yeah. to shoulder. Um, dark, dingy, but I've met some great people, some long life friends from there. And I think for me, that's probably it. But most other people would walk in there and be like, oh. But that's the thing, that? like the G&D, it's a homely pub. It's, you know, it's like the cricketers really with the decor. And But for some people, they'd go, why are you going there? But it's an atmosphere, isn't it? It's like... It's the memory. It is the memory. It's more... I th- I feel like with especially with being like this being a beer podcast sort of thing like like it's not where you are it's who you're with mm. and like I have my best times in the G and D surrounded by mates like I've had some cracking days and nights in there and that's my pub like mm. whether it's the worst pub in the world that's my place like yeah, but yeah so and then right Alex I'll go to Alex again what's the biggest night out you've ever had ah <sighs> oh, it's been a few. Uh, well, your stag dude is probably up there. Yeah, for, that's for uh, that. I think, I think continuously, it's probably been over here with the two stag dudes I've been yeah. on, yours and Pots, um, just because they last for so long. Yeah, um, and but, uh, like I don't know, the Aussie way is similar as well, but with our way, it's like right, we'll wake up, we'll just get back on it. Back there, on. There's no, there's no give up. We have the similar thing, but you don't have like with stagus here. It's four days in Australia. Max, you'll get is probably about two. Yeah, um, but you never get that amount of guys for four days with without partners, without <laughs> work, without any other commitment where you can just go for it. Just go big. So I think I probably went, I, I I went know, harder in Scotland, mate. Though. I don't really get. Hangovers on stag. Touch words. I don't I really get hangovers, get hangovers, hangovers on stag stag do's. Like the it's at the end of the stag do when it's like my body knows I'm going home. There it goes. You can shut down now. Like yeah, you, you should have seen this bloke when we're coming back from hot stag doing uh in Scotland and it's been a big four days. We get to the airport and everyone's just this yeah. one's not looking too good. And I'm like, oh, kind of gonna yeah, another beer, please, another beer, please. Um, Rohan, biggest night out. Definitely. Lords. Oh, Lords. Lords. Lords is the biggest. <laughs> yeah. Mate. Well, in general Lord, or here? Well, ever. Ever. <sighs> Most Saturday nights in London. Yeah. Harbour Light. Dutty um, Rhyme. <laughs> no, it has to be. So we have these things in Barbie as well in the Caribbean called Juve Fets. Okay. And we have a fet called Puff of Colour. It's a Juve Fet form, paint, powder, drinks are free. And so you just, like you said, you pay your entry fee and then you just... Yeah. and it finishes at sunrise. Well, it's supposed to finish at sunrise. <laughs> it just rolls through. Yeah, absolutely. Like, those fets are amazing. <laughs> and kind probably, of like a carnival kind of... Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Yeah. Again, so, I'm booking my tickets. Yeah. <laughs> just let us know when that is and me and Alex will come out with that. So, um, I'll start with you, Rohan. So... And maybe you'll go for somewhere like London with your lords or whatever. So, dream bar crawl. So, it's a bar crawl. Three people to come on the bar crawl, dead or alive. And where is it going to be? Ah, this is tough. <laughs> I am bringing my first team captain from back home. Yeah. A guy called Rondell. I have never, ever seen him drunk. 
no matter how <laughs> much alcohol he comes to. And he was the guy that used to drive you to the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, by the way, we drive drunk in Barbados. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so, Just a little side note: we do not, uh, <laughs> we do not agree with drink driving. Yeah, yeah, we for don't legal hear reasons. For legal but, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Drink aware. Yeah, okay, it's not right, but um, definitely, definitely him. him. Um, this is tough. I'm bringing Josh. Josh Goldsmith. Goldsmith with me, yes. Yeah, that, right, this sounds like it's getting out of hand quickly. Yeah. And Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive, celebrities, anyone. As a cricketer that I've heard has a grand time, I bring it Alex Hales. Alex Hales. <laughs> that is a solid, and where would you go? Would you take him to the Caribbean? Would you have him? Yes, definitely yeah, the Caribbean. Nice. Definitely so, the Caribbean. The Gap? Would you go to the Gap? St. Lawrence Gap. St. Lawrence Gap. St. Lawrence Gap. Rohan, Rondell, Josh Goldsmith and Alex Hales. Yeah. That, that's, that's the hangover. <laughs> hangover part four, I think. Who's the tattoo on Yeah. Alex, bar crawl, dream bar crawl. Oh, um, I think I have to go similar with Rowie and, and take uh, the captain I've had for the last few years in Australia, um, Evan. Yeah. Just... Great bloke, great, great banter, great chat about life. Just a bit of banter. Just a bit of banter. (laughs) Um, Probably another one would be. It's probably sounding pretty cliche, but I reckon I'd take Shane Warne. Uh, do you know what? In my mind, I knew you were going to say that. And I, I, do you know what? I think probably every Australian cricket fan would take Shane Warne on 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 that bar crawl. But also just to pick his brains. About <laughs> and he's hilarious. And I bet he's got some cracking stories. Exactly. And probably probably going to take my dad. Yeah, mate. And where would where would the bar crawl be? Ah, uh, Cancun, Mexico. Nice, yeah. solid. Yeah. Cancun, Mexico, Alex Halls, his club captain from home, Shane Warne and Alex Halls' dad. That, that's, that's a nice one. <laughs> a lot of tequila, I'm sure. Always. Um, now, Rohan, I'm sure you had to do this at Worthing Cricket Club at some point this year. It's the end of the night. Everyone's all drunk out. You're allowed to, they say to you, Rohan, last song, what are you yeah. putting on? For me, it would be Caribbean artist, Vibes Cartel, Summertime. Summertime, okay, I'll have to yeah. look that up. Vibes <laughs> Cartel, okay. And Alex, last song? Oh. One song just to end the night. End the night. Oh, how do we want to end it? On a high or a low? Um, I'm going to just go my my favourite song. It's called Where the City Meets the Sea. Okay, nice. Lovely. So that one. Okay, well, <laughs> mate, I've got, I've got some prime listening on my drive home. Um, so quick fire boys so I'll just get you to answer these quickly so bottles or cans bottles bottles yeah pub or club pub 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 favourite type of alcohol rum whiskey nice Mount Gay no yeah no. oh okay yeah, that's our club spots as well oh yeah. nice <laughs> I'll have to get hold of some of that I'll have to try that and then favourite whiskey um, After our trip them. to Scotland, any of the them. Steve Benzie, <laughs> yeah, any um, and then don't worry about this one if you don't. Favorite TV pub? Have you got a pub from? No. no. What do you want us to say? That's, that's, that's well. That was what Ross <laughs> cooked. But well, yeah. I suppose you boys don't watch EastEnders or Coronation Street. No. Okay, so last week's Would You Rather was a unanimous decision. So the Would You Rather that Russ gave us was 
would you rather never drink alcohol again or never have sex again? And most people, it was like uh, 85% said they'd never drink alcohol again. So there's a lot of partners very happy right now. Um, so this week's Would You Rather, I normally ask the guests to do their Would You Rather, but it's a simple one for me. So the Would You Rather this week is, would you rather live in Melbourne or Barbados? I'm going to give you boys 30 seconds each to sell it. So we'll start with Alex. Alex, 30 seconds. Why should they move to Melbourne? Uh, home of sport already. Big food, big drink, big coffee culture. Um, lovely people and just the scenery outside of the city as well, like full driving, everything like that, camping. You just got to see it to believe in it. And, well, you can't go past the beaches either. Okay, sorted. Rohan, why Bob? Why does Barbados beat Melbourne? All day, every day. <laughs> Beautiful, white, sandy beaches. Crystal clear, blue water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's one of the most sought-after tourist attractions in the entire world. The culture is great. The food, the people are very welcoming. Um, I would say seafood as well. You guys Mate, love the seafood. big prawns. Prawns yeah. and lobster. Lobster alive in Barbados. Yeah, lobster yeah. alive. I feel you like guys. they'd be pretty similar size. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good in yeah, but um, yeah. That's culture. your 30 seconds. Don't and, throw on. And rum. And rum. He's so, right, he stole it for me. He's, he's, coming. He, he's <laughs> so laid back that that just went on more than 30 yeah. seconds. Just yeah, so laid but back. But I've just got to go one quick thing. Is is the like the big tourist attraction, is it you, Rowie? Are you the big tourist Yeah, Rohan is the... Definitely not. Ro- oh! oh. <laughs> right, boys. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. I'm Hopefully, this can be an eye-opening to people who wonder what an overseas cricketer is. I love that you've bought into English cricket life. I love that you've bought into the Worthing social life. And don't be strangers, basically. Rohan, you coming back next year? Yeah, as long as the club has me. As long as Worthing... Rohan is back next year. I'm trying to get Rohan to come play in Melbourne. Ooh. (laughs) And then Alex, you know, you're always welcome at my house, mate. Don't worry. And um, all, all that's left to say, really, is thank you for being on the tap tour. Thank you for being good lads. And cheers. No, thank you, buddy. Thanks for inviting us. It's been great. Cheers, boys.